Welcome to the One Solution Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to explore if there really is one solution to all the world's problems. And that perhaps that solution lies in the mind. The mind is both the source of those problems, but also the solution to those problems. Welcome to another edition of the One Solution and Rebels for Peace podcast. In the studio today, I have Dejan White and Erquan Lacour with me. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I invited you to this to basically ask you a bunch of questions about your life, about Rebels for Peace, about why you're doing this, about uh, growing up, about what you want for Chicago. So I'm excited and I hope you answer as honestly as you can and uh, leave nothing behind. So my first question is easy is tell me about uh, where you're from and how it was growing up in Chicago. My name is Dejan. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, Southside. I grew up on um, 81st and Sangamon, but I was born on 78th and Green. Um, growing up in, in Chicago, it wasn't tough, but it wasn't like no walk in the park either because like I still had to watch my surroundings and like watch my back everywhere that I went, either, even though I was well, well protected because of the people that who my family is, basically my uh, daddy. So um, I grew up under the impression that like the circle of violence, it, like, it couldn't stop like like every time somebody do something to me, I had to go get them back or, or I had to go get them before they got me. Um, I grew up around retaliation, game banging. I grew up around drugs, fights, brawls, shootouts, uh, everything. So like it was a it wasn't a rough time growing up, but it wasn't like a beauty park either. What about you, Raquan? Hi, my name is Raquan. I grew up on fifty third in Epidine. I still live there to this day. And uh, the way I grew up, it's like I ain't really, I ain't really go through a struggle though. But I did have a bumpy life. Like everything was kind of sort of handed to me, but I still had to write for it. But growing up in Chicago, I went through a lot of deaths, losing like friends and family through, through violence, gang violence, everything. I saw people get killed right in front of me, and uh, yeah, it's like it was a lot of violence and everything, but. I hooped to stay away from that, and I never game bang, so it's like I ain't really had to be out there, really. But my childhood was alright, but it was it was bumpy though. As I got older, my teenage my teenage years. How do you kind of react to that violence once you observe it, like compared to other people, for example? I mean, when I was younger, of course, I felt sorry because uh, I, I know how I feel to lose lose someone, and I know it really hurts. But now. I'm used to, I'm used to the feeling because people in Chicago die every day. So if like I feel like if you want to live in Chicago, you got to get used to people getting killed every day, constantly, or getting beaten to death. Like you just got to deal with it because that's just something we really need. We really need to uh, get used to because that's not gonna stop in Chicago. Watching it and observing it back well back then, it wasn't really like it wasn't like 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 no scary scene. Like I was well. Was, Basically how I grew up, like, since I was, like, surrounded about that, so sorry. That was, like, my lifestyle, so I wasn't really scared about it or, or like, I wasn't sad about it. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing people get get beat up. I enjoyed pe- seeing people get, get hurt. That was, like, my lifestyle. I grew up around that, so that's that's what I was immune to. I wasn't used to none, nothing different. So, like, 
people dying every, every day or like people getting shot or beat up like I, it really didn't do nothing to my system cuz like it it's like an everyday thing to be growing up up in um Chicago cuz like that's what I was used to that's where I grew up at so I ain't really ain't really ain't really hit me it it was just fun to see stuff like that and has that changed for you yeah that changed dramatically like like now I don't, don't want to see nobody get hurt on on I don't want to see all, all, all that shooting and stuff like that. Cause like now I put myself up in the position like everybody else do. Like what if that was my homie or my little sister or like my mama or my daddy out there? They just got jumped on or or got hurt, raped, stabbed, killed, all of the above. So like now I see stuff different now. Cause like I don't, I don't want that to happen to my people, so I don't want that to happen to nobody else. Do you want to say anything, Ryan? That's a question again. Well, you don't have to say anything. You you answered it good the first time. So what I would ask you is like growing up, you probably made some good decisions, some bad decisions, as all humans do. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I made I made <laughs> I made a lot of bad. I made a lot of good. But uh so what you asking is, out of all the bad decisions I made, how did I like overcome like Yeah, and what have you learned from it? Like now you're you're older, you've you've Learn from those things Or not I don't know I learned that The streets not really made for you Because uh, To me the outcome Of you being in the streets Is like the kid in the jail And you don't want to be in jail Because it's a lot of people Down your back And then School and juvenile Is not fun Of course Obviously because it's juvenile You don't want to live Somebody over your neck 24-7 And then uh, Life Life in the streets it, I mean it's a hustle It teaches you how to hustle But you're right on the hustle the right way instead of the wrong way because the hustle in the wrong way could get you killed. Then you got to think about your parents. Like, you're supposed to live to bury your parents, not your parents to bury you. And I know that's a hard feeling because I saw a mother that lost a child. In both ways, she lost a child. Through violence, she lost a child just at the wrong place, wrong time. And I know her pain and hurt. And then eventually, of course, she committed suicide because she ain't had nothing else to live for. So that's all I got to say. So with all that, is it hard to kind of feel hope? I mean, it, it all depends on the way how you grew up. It all depends on like how you, how you, how you, how, the view, the view of how you look at things because of, because sometimes I feel like I could do something and then sometimes I feel like I can't. It all depends on how you feel during the situation. Like right now, yeah, I got hope, but I ain't got no hope in, you know, like I got hope in fix Chicago, but I don't see nothing really stopping all the violence because it's going to be hard for just a group of people to reach out to the whole rural billions of people and to get billions of people on your side, it ain't easy. So how do you get um, millions of people on your side? I mean, by doing good things to uh, communities, not just your community, but other communities around you. You're going to have to go out and help. You're going to have to... uh, yeah, basically help, but you're going to have to help in many ways because every community don't need the same type of help. Like some people need need less abandoned buildings in their communities. We got to help with that. But some people also deal with uh, heavy gun violence, and that takes a lot of work. Everything ain't easy. But you basically got to help one another. But we can't just help people. They're going to have to, in order for them to help make a change, they're going to have to work with us. So how has the response been so far? Like you guys wanted to make a difference. Are people... Do they want to do it or are they? Like- well, for Rebels of Peace, we found we found other schools that was willing to ask us to come in and talk to their students 
But like outside of school, outside of school, I don't, I don't really know too much. But I know in other schools, like they like the idea and they want to know how they could get involved. You want to talk on that? <laughs> it's good, yeah. So, like your plan, we'll get to Rebels for Peace and kind of your plan for the future. But like in reality of Chicago now, like what is like the biggest challenge in your mind to be able to make change? Gun violence. Oh, you said it, huh? All right, you explain your gun miles and then you can explain the emotions part. I mean, it's... Why gun, why gun violence? Why gun, that's, why, that's why most of the deaths come because of, it's gang related. And gangs, a gang versus gang, they don't fight like how they used to. They, it's either you're going to get shot like this or you're going to have to die some other way. And it's a lot of retaliation. So I say gun violence because of, most of the killings is due to guns. Right. I just want to ask more. So why do people use, like, why is that a big issue in Chicago? Retaliation. To- Retaliation is a big part of why that's happening. Why? Because of. Most people out here feel like since you took their love on everything they saw until they take your love. But at the end of the day, it's just making a problem worse because if after you take them away, what's going to happen? You either going to get caught by the police or the people that, or the person that you kill, family going to come after you and you get killed. So that ties back to being in the streets is either jail or death. What do you want to say? Um, I was going to say, um, to piggyback about what he said about the retaliation and stuff like that. All that to me, it comes from people who don't don't know how to deal with their um emotions. Like, like if you kill one of my people, I can't cope by myself. I can't fix my own pain by myself. So that's my emotions getting getting the best of me. So all, all I see is red. So what I want to do is to to cope with my emotions is to go kill one of your people. So and then that's when that's the that's how the the uh, retaliation start. You kill them, I kill them. So I want you to feel the same pain. That I felt pain is emotion, so that's what the emotions come in at. And like a lot of people up in the city of Chicago, they don't know how to deal with their emotions. Like when they happy, they wanna they wanna do happy things, go outside, party, play, all that. But when they mad, all they see is real. Like like they don't wanna hit no none not but nobody saying. They don't wanna listen. They don't, all they wanna do is go do rage stuff, violence. They they wanna put hurt upon others to try to make themselves feel better. Right. So when you have those emotions and you don't know how to handle them and like Raquan said, you have a bunch of guns readily available. Mm-hmm. You got you got the result that you're living in right now. You got anger, you anger plus guns equals violence. So your emotions, your guns, you you if you got access to guns and you're real angry and you what you wanna do is go out to go kill people, that's what you're gonna do. You got your thought and you got your act. And then that's you gonna act upon that. Now, um, if people took away guns, do you think a do you think that's possible? And b do you think it would solve violence in general, or would people just find other ways of being violent? I believe that. I I, I believe that. Like like I don't really think that the guns can get out of Chicago because it's people that people travel to different different states different areas to go bring guns back to Chicago I don't think that 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 can stop and no I don't think that that's gonna stop the violence cause like up in a lot of videos up on Facebook and up on so, social media kids being killed with bats poles tasers everything like anything that they can pick up with like I saw this girl up on Facebook she got killed with a knife 
And so she got and they, jacked That's up. on Facebook. Like. Yeah, it's up on Facebook. So where do you find these videos? It's just like, like people. People will post them and people it's just people just keep sharing and sharing and sharing. It's like a trending thing and it, it just trend all over Facebook. So no, I don't think if you get to get the guns out the violence, it's it's gonna do well because people gonna find other results to try to kill somebody or hurt somebody. You wanna talk on that? I feel like it's too many guns on the streets to be taken off of and the safe thing is if you take it out of Chicago, it's gonna be some somehow in some way somebody gonna find a gun, and if they take the gun off the street, it's still gonna be violence. Violence for everywhere. You about anything on earth that you could pick up, you can kill somebody with it. You just gonna have to find a way to use it and to and to you know finally kill somebody. But violence will never stop. I strongly agree with that uh, statement. Violence could never stop because violence is gonna be for everywhere. Now, can the number like the percentage of crime rates go down? Yeah, it can go down if everybody's willing to work to make a change, but. Violence will never stop. Right. So even if you take away the weapons, the violence isn't handled, right. but you will find a way. They got their hands. That's going to encourage somebody to, you know, go out, learn a little fighting technique like boxing or martial arts or karate or something. And they're going to use that to beat somebody to death. But now, you know, you can use bets and everything. So anything. Right. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, um, I, w- I was going to say, um, that back to what he was saying, that if you take the guns about the street, ain't the violence ain't gonna stop. I think the best solution is like just the times where that people think like like to get them a, a new state of mind, a new way to cope with with their anger. Like people that that like do drugs and, and start that at their mind, they start acting crazy. They want to do crazy stuff, and that's pushing to hurt somebody. And somebody. Somebody kill one of your people that's push you to go hurt somebody. But like, if you change the way that they think, and like, 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 if if you make it make it sense to them that that, that like they don't gotta hurt nobody to try to make themselves feel better, I think the violence rate it is gonna drop. But I'm with, with him up on the. I don't think the violence gonna ever stop. I just think the numbers can't go down. Right. Right. So that that takes us to kind of like the crux of why you guys started Rebel, Rebels for Peace was to kind of speak to that mind and, and thinking piece. Because yes. like when we first moved to Chicago and we met you, like there were hundreds of programs trying to help Chicago, which is great. Like their police are trying to get, get rid of guns. People are like everything. Everyone's trying to fix that thing, but nobody's looking at what you said people's thinking and people's mental health and, and their state of mind. So why are you excited about that part and why does Rebels for Peace like want to help with that? Oh, um, I'm excited about that because for one, I never thought that my mindset could change. So like, so like that's, that was a, that was an eye opener for me. Cause like, uh, fighting was fun to me. All the crime stuff that I did up in the past, it was fun to me. Like, but like <clears throat> now, I see like all that stuff. It's it it wasn't worth it. Like those fights I had in my uh, freshman year and my sophomore year, and I got suspended. It wasn't really worth it because like I missed school days. Like I almost went to, went to, went to a summer school. I had to make a work. All that it wasn't worth it. So like now, like that, I'm. I'm excited about that because I, I want to give back like the hope and like the faith to my homies that like we can change as a as a unit instead of trying to change like like individually we can change as a, as a group like we don't got to look at 
look at the people like like they different just because the area that they live in. Like we all the same people, we bleed the same, eat the same, but we just live in different different areas. We all from the same struggle. We just got different points of view. Uh, what was the question again? Basically, yeah. What was the question? Well, the the question is like you you guys started Rebels for Peace. You now have had a peace jam. You want more rebels, and you're looking at the mind as a solution. And why is that kind of the solution compared to like whatever else people are doing? I mean, we we just trying to we trying to make a change. But to me, to me, what makes us different from everybody else is because everybody else started nationwide. So I feel like us starting from a smaller group, working our way up, instead of starting for those high standards, I feel like we we got a better chance because uh, we're not just getting adults that's trying to join the group. We, we actually getting teenagers. And mainly when they do the marches and everything, the the uh, I feel like the children that's up in the march is mainly forced by the adults because the adults the one that's want to help make a change and the children not. Now it's children coming up to us, not just adults. So I feel like we doing good. And I feel like we like we say we set good examples to help make a change. Don't get me wrong, I made a lot of bad decisions. I regret them, but I don't regret them at the same time. I regret them a little bit because of, I mean it messed up my background. But of course, I don't regret it because of, you learn things. I, I believe in that term. You learn things. You learn new things every day. And I feel like with those little bad choices I made, I could actually stop somebody from making a choice I made because I know the outcome. It's not just gonna be exactly like mine or worse. And the stories that I got is actually bad. So, of course, one of you want to go down the bear route. But that's why I don't, because I learned, I learned from my mistakes. So it sounds like one of the things you, you really want is that it's youth-led, like you are doing it. It's not somebody else's agenda, like somebody else trying to force you. Like you are actually creating this. Right. Don't get me wrong. When I first, when I first heard, heard about uh, Dejan group, and what he was doing, I'm like, he ain't got a lot of people. I thought it was, it was un- interesting, but as I got into it, then I saw other people like I actually wanted to join the thing. I felt like like it was the right fit for me. So, and then now, just look at me now. I'm like, I'm really into Rebels of Peace, and I'm trying to help do what they do. So, who is it for? Is it only for guys, or can girls come? Nah, what age group? It, it's for it's for everyone, anyone that wants to join. But our goal is to have 50 dedicated Rebels. That don't mean just come once. Once every meeting, like once every three months, we want to come constantly and uh, don't give up and help us get the word out. You want to speak speak on that? All right. But eventually we're going to go nationwide, but right now we're just focusing on right now. But I believe we have other groups, a, a group of people from Florida. Uh, yeah, that actually uh, sent us videos back and they asked us questions. We sent answer back and we asked them questions. Yeah, right. Palestine. So tell us more about that because you had with the Florida and then we're doing with uh, people in Israel, Palestine, but also we talk with uh, former um, uh, inmates that just get out of jail, been been in there for 15 plus years. How was that? Like asking questions with them and what they have learned from going through the same thing? I mean, uh, with the prisoners, of course, us teenagers, we could only speak on someone going to juvenile because of course we don't know how the real cell is we just know the teenage cell so them telling us about what they rent what they've been through inside the cell 
what they uh how they got hurt and how that messed up their future and how they hit had to leave their families behind just because of stupid mistake they did. That's showing us something that we shouldn't want to do. And that's teaching us. They they trying to teach us young so when we get when we get to their age, they don't have them any second chances like we do. We have second chances. They really don't. Once you get older, you really on your own. And uh to uh, go back to you said you said what what was uh Florida us talk to Palestine students. What's that all about? Yeah, like so. Basically, I think that well, it's really to me. We just uh, what what you want to call it? Transferring, like we going telling them like problems, problems from down here, problems from down there, and we gonna come up with like one solution to how to fix it all instead of just worry about our problems and not everybody else. That's how we expect to get more people on our side by just not uh solving our problems. We want to help solve other people's problems too. I I just uh, when I don't he spoke good. I don't really got nothing to say. I just wanted to uh, say what I gained from the uh, prisoners um, when they were sending sending the videos and the answers to us. Um, what I gained from that was, and I, I I know like like this is with like a lot of different people up in the city of of Chicago. Like the people up in the jail. Like like I asked them. I asked them um, how did they homies feel like like how did they homies feel when when they told them they were just trying to change their life and not trying to do the old stuff that they was doing and like I feel like and they said that they homies they was they they homies thought that they was lying like they was playing but once 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 they really like saw that they was trying to change themselves like they piggyback on with what they was doing to try to change their life to pick themselves up too and I feel like that's really powerful because a lot of people. Scared to like to like to be themselves, like to stand up for a change, because they afraid about what other people's gonna think. I ain't gonna lie, I was a little scared too. But hey, you gotta start somewhere. So um, my homies, they wasn't they wasn't all up on my side, but most of them was. Someone wasn't. They 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 thought that like I was like a punk or someone. I was trying to chicken out because the ops was trying to get at us or whatever they want to call it. So. But well, I still stuck to what I was doing, and now I got a lot of, of my homies behind my back. Well, all of them behind my back now, trying to help me out to build what I'm trying to build. So I, that's what I wanted to say to share with everybody. So for somebody who might be listening or in Chicago, like a teenager that maybe is afraid or don't know what to do, or is hopeless, or has family that has been in jail, or has been in jail himself or herself, like, what would you say to that person? I would say to people that listen, that's afraid, I would tell them, take a chance and break down the wall. Like, like don't try to stand behind the wall that's been built and built and building because you're afraid about what other people going going to think of you. So just take a chance and break down the wall. And for the people that got family members that's up in jail, or people that's that's been up in jail, like Raquan was saying, jail ain't for nobody. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So, like, do what you got to do. Stay out of jail. Stay peaceful. And stay humble. What were you, Raquan? To, to the young ones that's out there that's scared to talk, I mean, it, it's different for me because I was never scared to talk. I'm an outspoken person. Like, I want, I want to be, the like, the star of the spotlight. So, I can't really, I can't really say just, just stop being a chicken and just come out, but... What I can say is you ne- you never too young to help make a change because we are teenagers, 16, 17, but we're we're making a change. We're taking on like a, a older person task and we actually making a change and we actually getting people 
getting people on our side that we thought we could never even get on our side. And for them older people that that just got out of jail, like them prisoners, you're never too old to go back and uh, change about what you did when you when you was back in that time. Like you could always go back and finish school and then help help build your family more stronger. Like you could help repair those hearts that you have broken. You're never too old to uh, go back and finish something you never finished while you was young because you was too busy doing bad things. Boom. That's good stuff, guys. Anything else you would say to anybody wanting to join the Rebels for Peace? How do you join? Is it for everybody? Yeah, it's, it's for it's for everybody. But you want dedicated ones, like yeah, what? I want dedicated. Don't get me wrong. If people just want to come, stop in, you know, like come to like uh, little peace jams or right. uh, or like don't get me wrong, you you could stop in, but like if you really want to be a part and help help us make a change, you you I feel like you have to be dedicated because you can't just stop in one time. Only only time to me you can stop in is to join like our peace jam. You ain't got in order to come to the peace jam, you don't got to join just to uh, come. You could just come support us, you know, help us get the word out. You ain't got to be joined, but we really want 50 dedicated people. I mean, it's not a lot compared to uh, the billions of people out here, but but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for us picking the uh, 50 dedicated people. Um, hey, y'all can help us out. Uh, go on our Facebook page at Rebels, Rebels for Peace. Go on our Instagram page, Rebels for Peace. Share our video that we be posting. Get our word out. Speak to your friends about us. Uh, if you work at schools or businesses, talk to them about us. Try to get us in y'all schools or in, in y'all business to come share what, share what we're doing and see how y'all can get involved. Boom. And I would just say to anybody listening that the Rebels needs uh, money. Yes, they sir. need people. They need resources. They need connections. They need uh, introductions. They They would go anywhere asked of them so whoever's listening who wants to help these two guys and all the other future rebels i would say do it and do it now because it's needed so anywhere as possible we are we are global so anywhere as possible boom thank you so much guys it was a pleasure talking with you guys let's talk with you too